Hi. Hi. Welcome to another Film Critters. Processes. Uh, we're doing, uh, we, we just recorded one double feature and now we're doing another. We're doubling up on double features. Double, that's double four, feature. That's four features. <laughs> that's so many features. Um, uh, we've been we've been busy with uh, streaming because it's a lot easier to watch movies as it turns out. Yeah, you have to. You don't have to go somewhere to do so. Not that we're anti-small theater. No, I love to but go it's great to a theater. For, <laughs> it's great for this. I listen. I love the experience of going to a theater. Just maybe not in a world where like the only time I could do it is when I'm running from my job. Yeah. No. I. I a lot of this has just made me go like, man, I, I hope when this is all over, I can have a job where I don't work nights, literally only the nights that like movie theaters are showing movies that I want to go see. Yeah, yeah. Work schedules. Um, but yeah, uh, we have two more movies to talk to you about. They're both kind of in the horror thriller camp, uh, more or less. Uh, yeah, one is called The Wretched. Oh, thank and God. the other... I completely forgot what it was called. Is a good woman is hard to find. Uh, yeah, I know. The Wretched The Wretched has that kind of very generic uh, horror name where... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, ah, uh, you know, the... the, the yeah. The, the Forgiven? The, the, the something. The, the Terrible? <laughs> and there's not... Do they even say, like, The Wretched or, like, call anything Wretched in the movie? I don't... Uh, I, I don't remember. Um, I don't know. No, I realized though that the film was absolutely going to be called The Forgotten because they keep using that word a lot. Uh, but The Forgotten is already a horror film from 2004. Yeah, a really fucking similar one too. <laughs> like I can see how that's I can see how that's definitely like within copyright territory almost. Um, huh? Because I remember Whoa, The Forgotten. Yeah. I'm looking it up now. You're like, wow, that's like very, very similar territory, actually. <laughs> yeah. The Forgotten is actually a way, way better movie than this, uh, even though, like, I wouldn't say it's like the greatest, but um, it's at least more interesting and it presents the concepts in a way that's like it's actually playing with them and working with them. Whereas um, in this one, it's just really cheap gotcha, which we'll get into. Um, yeah. So as always, spoilers. Um yeah. If you were considering seeing this movie, um, a lot of people do call it um, Steven Spielberg-esque or something, by which they mean it's Stranger Things-esque. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you want to go see it and care about spoilers, I guess don't watch. The disease of stra- Stranger Things-ification is now affecting... Oh my God. Our the, independent cinema. Is this an independent movie? It's released through IFC, so I assume technically it counts. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the Pierce Brothers or something, but I don't know who they are, so we might as well call it independent. I think it's a debut. I think it's a directorial debut. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it some leeway on that front. Uh, um, that said, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I did, the, the Stranger Thingsification has never been more true in a film that does not ostensibly take place in the 80s because yeah. the film is paced like a Netflix miniseries. Yeah, well, it actually does. It apparently, well, let me, oh, wait, no, yeah. It, it like, partially takes place in the 80s. There's, like, an 80s vignette, but it's, like, mostly seemingly pretty much modern day, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's supposed to be like relatively recent. Like if it's if it's uh in the past, it's like the fairly recent past. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have cuz they have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh it's to go, <laughs> to go into our feelings on it, it's not very it's not particularly good. Um, Some might say to go uh, into that it, it was bad. <laughs> it was a bad movie. Yeah, um, it was not. It was not good. Or it was yeah, not enjoyable very much. 
Uh, it's it's oh you know what I forgot I'm like looking at the synopsis I forgot that there's a baby who dies in this movie and it's just never touched upon. <laughs> That's true. They kill a fucking baby. They, isn't it like early in the movie too? It's like pretty early on because it's like okay so what the wretched is is it, it, it eats kids I guess mostly, um but it can it, it wears it wears dead bodies as a suit, um and yeah it can body snatcher make kind of you, thing. It can make you forget that people ever existed. So that's how it, how it moves about. Is it it kills a baby and then it takes on the form of someone and then it makes the people around them forget. Its power to do so seems pretty limited in that it seems like it can only really make the people it's currently hanging out with forget that a person existed, <laughs> which would seem to lead to problems very, very quickly when, say, yeah. a child is reported missing, which just doesn't come up in this film. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's more people than just the parents, I guess. Or, like, I, I don't know. I guess there's some sort of theoretical explanation that could come up around like how it wouldn't just become a scandal or whatever but but it's like, like it then wouldn't make sense because it would require the neighbor kid to know that they had a child but and his friend to know that they had a child yeah. but for no one else to remember this child and for no one to think it's weird that the kid is just missing and that the father is saying that the kid never existed like who, like who does it affect? What are the rules? That was like the big thing with this movie is that the rules just like kept kind of it like not really kept changing, but there was just like more and more shit. Um, th there was like I, I was waiting for a moment where like the body snatcher element would be kind of, kind of more idiosyncratic and more and like would develop its identity out more, uh, and that never really came. Uh, and then. Like, it just kept kind of introducing rules about the body snatching thing that, like, didn't really have any payoff. Or, like, if they if they did, the main major payoff, of course, being, like, the thing of, uh, you know, the main character secretly for the whole movie. There's no indication until the, the basically nearly the end. Or there's, like, well, we can get into those indications. Indication. Yeah. The, the, the big twist of the film is that the, the main character has a kid brother... That yeah. the forgotten that the wretched has made him forget, and when we say he's a kid brother that the wretched has made it forget, we don't mean at the start of the film. We mean that through most of the film, he is an only is a, child. There is a, he is an only child, and then when he realizes that he has a younger brother that the wretched made him forget, it goes back and shows us every scene basically in the movie, and that he actually had a brother there the entire time. Who was just never acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> I Donnie Darko has done like so much irreparable damage to like what we're willing to do in a narrative. It's I, I here's my rule. A you can't call something a twist ending if the twist is premised on the movie itself lying to you. Unless you're doing something <laughs> like really interesting with that concept of the movie lying to you. But if what you're doing with that is that like Oh, we just didn't show you that this person existed, but like we left hints like, you know, there's four plates at the dinner table. Didn't you think that was weird? And it's like, no, because yeah. it looked like a set design mistake. Like it looked like a mistake because <laughs> your movie doesn't your movie isn't good. You did yeah. a good job. It's not like there's scenes where, like, there are references to... There's, like, a scene where the mom calls him, and he's like, how are my boys doing? And it's like, okay, the mom's talking about the, the dad and the son. And then it's like, oh, she was actually talking about her two sons. And it's like, okay, why does she not, like, mention, how are my two sons doing? Hey, how's your brother, since you're not putting him on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's frustrating. It's it's just annoying. Um, like, and it it's not even like he disappears like early in the film. One of the scenes we're shown is from a scene like five minutes before. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Because like the kid, like it's like one of the scenes is like after the 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 wretched has taken the mother or not the mother the the dad's new girlfriend, which is like the series of events that lead to the last act. One of the scenes is them going like, we told you to stay in your room. And then the camera pivots around and it reveals that they were actually talking to the little brother, not the big brother. We thought the whole like they like the scene showed us that they were talking to God. But I'm like, so when did the kid 
get gotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the implications Wh- this has. Like, why didn't the brother ever express in any of these scenes that we saw prior that, like, boy, I hope my brother doesn't get taken by this thing. I better tell my brother to be careful around the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yeah, it's, um, just stupid. Just a, like, and and just, like, a really kind of, like, B-plot script, um, the music was very like farty and very like Ghostbusters or not yeah, Ghostbusters, no. very Goosebumps. Yeah, no, I remember you saying that the whole film feels like it's haunted by like the Goosebumps theme. <laughs> yeah, um, which you know doesn't necessarily always uh, bode bode well for horror, uh, un- unless you're making it for Nickelodeon. Which like with this film, honestly, they could have been like I like I don't know. It just. Uh, didn't really feel like it was trying to be scary. There were a couple of moments that like almost landed, but then just didn't. Um, the the part when she's like at the screen door, and it seems like at first they're gonna introduce this idea that like she has to be invited in or something, right? But then that doesn't end up being a rule at all. So it's like, why can't she just? It's a screen door. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. Um, oh, I, I was going to say with the, with the brother twist thing, it's so sad because like literally the one thing that would have changed it and it still would have been annoying, but at least wouldn't have like infer- like been infuriating uh-huh. is you just start the film in, in, in Ms. Sen, whatever the term is, <laughs> Ms. Uh, Sen, and you have the care. No, sorry. In media res. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the character be like, here's what happened. Here's how we got to this point in the film. So then at least the rest of the film that we watch, we know is from his perspective. Or like is him telling us what happened or what he thinks happened. And then it makes sense that the brother would be gone and why that would be a twist. Because we're like, oh shit, we're getting his, his memories but we're not we're getting what is supposed to be the objective lens of the film. We're not we're not being shown his perspective because we're shown things that he's not present for like regularly. Yeah, I t- I totally agree. There's like a lot of there's a lot of different ways kind of in the manner uh more or less that you brought up of of just kind of abstracting it. Uh and 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 making his perspectives like central to how central to how the movie's framed. Um I, I would have even have accepted it if they had introduced early on something that suggested that he had a young brother who died and that that's why his parents got a divorce. Because even then it could have been like, oh, okay, like this like thing that we, we assume is going on, which is that like he's remembering his late brother is actually like him slowly forgetting his real brother because of the wretched. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... It would have pre- it would have prevented or it would have presented more. Um, I don't know, not to bring up not to bring up the c word, but like conflict, I guess, uh, or just like some sort of like some way to like centralize and be aware of the conflict between uh, his perspective and uh, his you know and, and what's actually happening, which would have also been really interesting to tie into the actual content of the story. Uh, but it did not seem like they were really interested in doing that at all. Uh, it was just kind of a series of like, "Whoa, isn't that crazy and gross? Oh my god, isn't that like kind of isn't that like kind of scary? Like, isn't this person acting like weird? Like, what what the heck?" Well, uh-huh. wouldn't it be crazy if your if your if your mom made a baby, but then it, was, it wasn't your mom? It was uh, your mom wearing uh, your mom's skin, uh, a monster wearing your mom's skin. Uh, anyway, here's this extremely obnoxious character who is constantly horny and jerking off, uh, and the tomboy's character who, for some reason, desperately wants to have sex with him. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I'm so upset that you got, that you, this person I barely know, and in the time that I have known you, has demonstrated that you are extremely cum-brained. Uh, <laughs> got into the pool with the hot girl that you know better than me because she seemed like she was going to have sex with you. <laughs> I feel so betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I I had really like I, I had really blocked out a lot of the sort of just like teen drama elements of it just because they were really nonsensical um and really stupid. Like I don't I don't really know why like well, a, a he gets like the sort of like Joker style treatment of just like oh you fucking you're like the fucking beach cop Blah, you're lame we're cool uh, like that kind of shit. Um, oh, I forgot about that extremely which is, annoying subplot. Yeah, yeah, and there there's like his war with like those guys, which of course like in classic like Nickelodeon original movie fashion uh, escalates into some sort of violence. Um, but then he's also kind of, like, trying to appeal to them and, like, trying to, like, go to their parties and, like, appeal to their groups and shit. Uh, which, like, and, and, like, getting drunk with them, which, like, I don't know, like, a teenager's decision-making, like, obviously, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but, like, it just all seemed like, like, it was so... It, the lens on it was like so justify so justifying and so like yeah you get this because you like you're a teen or like you were a teen or some you know some shit like that you right? were a teen thirty years ago we used to, like we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um and yeah I, I don't know I I like did not I I just didn't care I just didn't fucking care I didn't care about the main character or his problems and his obsessions uh socially or whatever just wasn't interesting it's what i meant about like how this film has that stranger things thing and like why it feels like it was supposed to be a mini series is because we're given so much of that but it's it doesn't develop like it, it doesn't have any room to develop because it's also trying to tell like a tight 90 minute like horror film yeah and so it's like if this was like if this was like a, a a miniseries, I could see the pacing of it where it's like first episode, you have the flashback thing in the 80s, you introduce the main character, he starts to notice weird things going around this town, and then the first episode ends with the, the conflict of his neighbor hearing the voice in the woods. You know, right. second episode, the deer arrives, the, the wretched is now in the neighborhood somewhere around... We, we learn more about his stupid job at the docks or whatever. Like, it, it feels like this, it should have been paced out longer so that there would have actually been a balance of, like, character development as, like, bullshit teen stuff. Because then there's also, like, his neighbors are, like, four people. <laughs> and we're given, like, very little time to understand who any of them are. Yeah. There's an entire, like, separate family um, that we, we have, like, very little info on. Also, I'm reading the the description right now, and I'm a big fan of uh, this line about the twist about the the second twist at the end. Uh, later, Ben and Mallory kiss goodbye, and she puts a flower in his hair before leaving to give sailing lessons. Ben notices the flower is fake, revealing that the witch is alive and is now possessing Mallory, who is alone with three children. <laughs> Which is like such a like weird twist. Like, oh my god, the flower is fake. That must have been the wretched, because only the wretched would have fake flowers. <laughs> like I now I can't know that that wasn't the wretched because the flower didn't will. But there's really no reason for me to assume that that is the wretched because of the fact that the flower is fake. Yeah, that's like a very, that's a very like false correlation. I didn't even remember that. I think I tuned out so so hard by that point. It, it was like very much so like the last minute of the film is like, yeah. oh, the witch is still alive and she has Mallory and it's like and isn't Mallory a kid? Wouldn't she eat Mallory? Is Mallory too old? What's the age range for for, <laughs> <laughs> for the wretched's meals? R- rules! So many rules! Oh yeah, and like the weird thing where she could also like possess people kind of like like i forgot that she also like whispers something into the cops ears which makes them drive ben to the beach to try to kill him in the ocean yeah the there it just too much like the hypnosis shit is just like there's already so many like powers and things at play but like i don't know it's part of the like whole forgotten thing but like there's just so many tears to it it's 
What a weird movie. What a what a what just like a, a series of not of just not thought out like plot things that yeah. the film somehow got buzz about. I assume because it like stylistically reminded people of movies from like the 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 late nineties. Yeah, yeah, and it, the other thing that I'm like I'm scrolling through kind of the description of the movie now or the synopsis, and. Um, the other thing is that, like, a lot of the conflicts are just about, like, a supernatural force, like, uh, kind of framing a character, um, which I always find to be, like, a kind of annoying uh, or, or, like, personally annoying kind of narrative uh, to me just because, like, I, I, I don't I don't like the idea that this like body snatcher is so focused, so hyper focused on like a sixteen year old and what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like what, yeah. why would they fucking care? Like <laughs> honestly, the, okay. The the paranormal body snatcher who has a seemingly limitless amount of powers at her disposal is not concerned about, say, the police being like, Where are all these kids going? <laughs> <laughs> But is I'm concerned at- that the 16-year-old next door is, like, gonna fucking Nancy Drew his way to the solution. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. And I'm actually gonna cite a J tweet here. Uh, but the, the one where you... I'm just gonna post a screen cap of it because I can't even quote it. But the one where you're, like, impersonating a Hiram Lodge being, like, I guess those teenagers... <laughs> those teenagers uh, who are gonna destroy my company. And it's like, back up, back up. By- you said teenagers? Yeah, he's like, on the next stage, like, we will take out Archie Andrews. He's like, Archie, Archie Andrews? He's like, yes, the local high schooler and his pal, Jughead Jones. They've been quite the thorn in my side. <laughs> and it's like, mafia guy, I'm sorry, did you say high school? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's uh, just, I mean, like, maybe it's just, a, like, symptomatic of me being the outside of the age range of this movie, which is, like, fair, I guess. But I, I also, like, the movie wasn't really marketed very clearly on that front either. Uh, and... Like, I don't know. I, and also, I like horror. And also, I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess you're right. I guess this is a movie for little baby teenagers or whatever. I have no idea. Was it? I'm trying to find the, the, the rating. But regardless of it is, it got, like, favorable reviews. Like, not, not across the board. But, like, that was what got me interested in it. Was that yeah. I saw, like, multiple, like, good reviews like there was there was like on the website when I went and visited it, like splashed across it was a quote where people were like, it's like a Stephen King horror film or not Stephen King, like a, it's like a Steven Spielberg throwback kind of a thing. Like it was something that looked like it would be that kind of genre of film done well. So when it right. was like terrible, I was like, oh, like this is what's getting so many good reviews. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's... I, I can't find just what the movie was rated for. Did they just not have to rate it because they released it online instead? <laughs> I'm sure it had to have been. They hide the rating on, on like, posters and shit now. Yeah. No, I've noticed that. It's or... really weird. It's really weird how hard it is to just find what a movie is rated now. Yeah. The, re- the wretched rating... Oh, wait, not rated. I just saw it. Not rated. Okay, so it is just not rated. Um, It's just not, it has simply not been rated. uh, By the way, this is currently now apparently the number one movie in America because of COVID-19. Like, apparently it's doing (laughs) really, really well in the online box office. Congrats, I guess. Um, So, yeah, congrats to the Pierce Brothers. They're like, we're just a little movie from Michigan. We always aim for the moon, but with independent film, you think, yeah, we'll come out in a few theaters, and we'll play for like a week. Maybe ten people will see it. Um, so I guess congrats that your so-so movie is taken off. I Hopefully <laughs> the next thing you make is either better or a lot worse so that it's more entertaining. Yeah. One or the other. You gotta pick your poison. Um, yeah. So I guess in summation, uh, what would you rather have spent your, uh, 12 bucks, I guess, on? Um... God, uh, like maybe, okay, so I think The Boy 2 came to streaming as well, and like if I bought that and had like a little like screening of it, actually, you know what, The Boy 2 uh, in theaters, 
Like 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 if I'd gotten to see Ooh. the boy two in theaters before I uh, before quarantine, that's what I would have spent it on. Hmm. Uh, what would you not rather have? Um. What would I have rather not spent it on? Oh, um. Trolls two on <laughs> streaming. Uh, because yeah, I don't. I, I can't believe that that movie is what is killing movie theaters. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, wait, why is it killing movie theaters? I, I've heard a little bit about this. So, it exploded. Like, it did so well. Like, so much better than, like, they expected and, like, that it probably would have done in theaters. That they're right. like, maybe we're going to start experimenting with just releasing films, like, just on streaming instead. Um, Which led to, I believe it was either AMC or Regal basically saying we are no longer going to be carrying universal films because this violates our contract with them. Whoa. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's, it's insane. And so like, it might end up being like that kind of stuff might end up being what pushes the, the theater, like the, the, a lot of, a lot of distributors to just start doing digital distribution, which itself would be really funny because I don't think they realize that the reason why, it did so well in digital distribution uh, is because nobody can go outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might maybe like putting two and two together on that one would be a little better. Uh, so it's going to be really, really funny to see them try to recreate the success of it and not realize that once people can like leave their house and thus can just like go rent a movie or go to Redbox that they're probably not going to be like, oh, the new Trolls movie. I better pay $10 so my children can watch it. <laughs> God. Um, so, yeah. Well, I would rather have spent my $12 on... I'm actually, I've actually been trying to rewatch um, Pulse, uh, the original uh, J-horror film. Oh, yeah. How is it? Um, I've seen it, I've seen it before. It's really good. Uh, I, I've it, like this movie kind of made me think about it and I kind of want to watch it again, but it is fucking nowhere on the internet that I can find. Um, I try, I like checked shutter and I couldn't find out on there. Um, and yeah. Uh, so if anybody knows where I can stream Cairo, uh, AKA pulse, uh, Hey, uh, you know what? I think yeah. I do actually know where you can stream Cairo. Uh, oh. I, I'm checking because I'm pretty sure I've seen it on there. Oh. Um, I swear, I'm pretty sure that it was on Canopy for a bit, but it, I don't see it there right now. But I will, yeah. I will continue looking and I will I tell you I think it might have been. I keep like missing my chance. Like it's key- it's on things for just like such a small window, and then I miss my chance. It, it's so um, weird because I didn't know that things like went off of. Uh, I didn't, I actually didn't know things went off of Canopy. I guess now I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Canopy's... you know what? It um, it is on Hoopla. That's where I saw it. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Then you, I'll, you, I'll... you you have to search for Pulse though, because it doesn't come up as Cairo. It comes up as Pulse, but it's it's okay. the original. Oh, thank God. Uh, right. For those listening at home, sign up for a library card through your local system because they probably Get a have library card. canopy. Oh, my God. You don't have to fucking... Don't use fucking Audible. Get a library card. There's like a fucking million apps that you can just sign up with with your library card number and our, get our any one, audiobook you want. Our local one lets you sign up for Linda, like which is like one of the big... like. Here's how to learn insane. like any Adobe product and like a bunch of other like insane like tutorials. Like you you if there's something that you've been having to pay for to get information or access to media or anything like that, you probably can get it for free and with better options through the library. Literally. So please please everyone get a library card. Um when if and when you can. Uh and, I, I, yeah. I think I think most library systems are doing online signups now or like have some sort of like temporary system so people can sign up while they're trapped inside. Fuck yeah. Hell fucking yeah. And then you can stream all sorts of amazing uh cinema on uh Canopy and Hoopla and other such streaming services, dude. Um so yeah. It, it the benefits are literally just like completely, you know. 
it's just just do it it's it's free like that's that's kind of the big thing is like it's it's free free. so even if you don't do it regularly it's like you're getting it for free and i've I've pretty consistently found that there have been times where it's like an obscure movie i want to watch is on hoopla or canopy yeah or it's fucking at my local library like i found i think i found a mike lee movie at like a library that's like 20 feet from my house but i couldn't find it anywhere else on like streaming so yeah you know, no, fuck I, around i had that with like a, a portuguese horror film called the like the headless woman i think like i was trying to find it and it was just on dvd at the library so i went and checked it out <laughs> god um yeah but anyway uh now that, now that we've done our our our, our bi-monthly advertisements for the library uh let's a a good streaming service is hard to find more like a good woman is hard to find hey hey what's the title of our next movie uh i'll I'll start off i don't know why the movie's called that (laughs) well that's good um that's always great i was waiting i don't know maybe somebody said that line at some point but i don't think they did I mean, and I it think didn't really there's... have anything to do with like finding a good woman. I I think it's kind of like supposed to obliquely be in reference to her like doing the bidding of the man who like broke and entered into her home, and like the the idea of like she would be a good woman if she listened to him, uh, but by being a bad woman, she's protecting her family. Uh, so I guess a good woman's hard to find after all. Uh, I didn't finish the movie, by the way. Um, uh, how how far did you get? Uh, do you remember where you left off? I would say I got about halfway through. Did you get to the part um, where she dismembers the guy in her bedroom? No, I don't think I even got that far. Uh, that's that's that to me. It, it's sad because like that second half of the so the first half teases some really good stuff with the acting. The second half is where it becomes like uh, like a smoking aces style film. Right. Uh, which yeah. is, in my opinion, like, the strength of it and, like, where the actress, like, has a lot of fun with the role that she's doing. There, there is a scene where she uh, she kills the drug dealer guy uh, and then the cops come to her house because there was a disturbance and she has to cover it up and they're like, well, we're setting you up with child services because uh, we think you're an alcoholic. Um, and then she... right goes to the hardware store and like buys basically the stuff to dismember the body and like the store clerk is like oh ma'am be easier to just lose him wouldn't it just just leave him wouldn't it and she goes what and she's like oh it's just a joke (laughs) so it's like okay so she's clearly buying this stuff to do it covers her bedroom in plastic dismembers (laughs) this guy with an axe and then like disposes of like each parts of his body in different trash bins across the country <laughs> across the across the neighborhood yeah so i i think i might have actually gotten up to like just around that part um or or actually like yeah i, I like i'm i must have seen some of the dismemberment basically like i don't know I'll, I'll just kind of run through like my feelings and why i kind of gave up on it uh before i kind of interrogate you about what like the rest of the movie and like what you think uh, but to me, to me, it was really just like, um, kind it, it, it felt like a kind of conservative, uh, like this could happen to you. Uh, you know, it like kind of, um, uncritical sort of like Reaganite, like a drug dealer could come into your home at any time. Uh, you have to be prepared to protect yourself and protect your family. Uh, and and that is also like kind of it, it's like that as like the main plot of her hiding drugs for this like drug runner guy. Uh, and then like the B plot of everything that is just going wrong with her life um, and how like people are kind of like insisting that she's not capable and all this shit. Um that just it, it it just felt uh kind of reactionary and I, de- I definitely have like a really sensitive reaction to movies that are about like specifically young mothers because we have our we, we have our controversial opinions about like the babadook um 
I also really hated uh, Goodnight Mama. Oh, I also hated Goodnight Mommy. That 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 yeah. movie fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just be like, and that's just something that I've grown to be like really, um, really hypersensitive about, and and like, uh, oh, and like we need to talk about Kevin is another one. Uh, but like, and and I, I I it's hard to place just because I I just think, um it doesn't feel like it definitely depicts this sort of very real like overwhelmingness uh but a lot of a lot of it, like everything all the stimulus is like turned up to 11 in a lot of ways uh and and like everything is so dramatized that i just like find it hard to like like it just takes me out of it um i don't know if you felt the same way or how how you felt uh and i guess i should interrogate you on like how does the movie end and how, how you like feel about how it kind of, where it kind of leads to. So, um, I, I could definitely say, I think that is probably, that's probably not a, like a, a unreasonable feeling to have for the film. And part of the reason why I was like, Oh, I think you might've dropped off like right where I kind of liked the film picking up, um, uh-huh. is because I don't think the film is going for that reactionary thing. And I, Based, I mean, it's going okay. for the reactionary thing in the sense that it's a revenge film, and revenge films always sort of have a little bit of a reactionary vibe to them. Um, yeah. But it's a lot less that, like, this could happen to you, and that's why you have to be ready to defend your family. And it's more that the drug dealer's, like, interception in her is what sets off the chain of events that leads her to solving her husband's murder and then getting revenge for her husband's murder. So the drugs that he stole are from the people who murdered her husband. Oh wow! So okay. they and so after she's murdered him, they end up like, because uh, he has like some weird, like very like uncommon name. But they overhear the daughter uh, because she's like very young, like repeats his name like while they're leaving one of her appointments that she has, and one of the guys hears it up because they've been looking for this guy and they can't find him because she murdered him. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, like there's, there's like these things where it's like they come to her door and she knows that it's involved somehow in this, like this drug dealer that she just had to deal with. And so she's freaking out cause she doesn't know, like, do they know that I murdered him? Like, are they coming to look for the drugs? Uh, because the kid destroyed the drugs, so I don't have the drugs anymore. Mm. Um, and the son is, is nonverbal because he witnessed the father's murder and the son recognizes them. And she recognizes in her son's reaction that, like, these are the murderers. So the film kind of becomes her sort of, like, on the run trying to hide from them. uh, And then sort of realizing that, like, she can't keep running away from them. So she, like, goes and meets them and is like, okay, I'll bring them to you. Um, And then when she gets there, there's, like, you know, like, you know, kind of a conversation and stuff about it. Uh, And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, where is he? And she's like, okay, you want him so bad? Here he is. And she throws his head. On the ground. Wow. Reaches, like, into her bun and, like, pulls out a gun and shoots one of the guards. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's why, like, I kept saying, like, it's like smoking aces, but, like, with the main character. So, like, I, a big problem I had at the film is, like, I feel like the pacing, I wanted the film to be more of that. Like, I wanted the film to be more of, like, this mom, like, you've pushed this single mother too far. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, that's what the yeah. film was kind of sold to me on. And I feel like it, it has a very similar problem to Assassination Nation in that it, it spends too much time setting those pieces up and not enough time in, like, letting those pieces play out. Which I think is what makes, like, for a satisfying revenge film is seeing those pieces play out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, to kind of um, just immediately roll into, like, comparison, com- you know, comparing and contrasting, um, like... Uh, Lady Vengeance is a really good example just because it, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite movies. It fucks with the narrative, like, really, really hard, and it, and it um, like, just presents information in, like, a really interesting order, but then it also, like, there there's, like, a vengeance that takes place in, like, the first, second, and third act that is, like, kind of compounds, and then, like, you know, there's all these reasons for, like, oh, this vengeance isn't enough. We actually need to like kind of up the ante and like we need to, uh, you know, change the process. Like it, 
it, it's just a it's just a pacing thing for me um because man like that's a that sounds like a really cool ending i wish i had any indication that it was going in that direction um for like the first like more than half of the movie yeah no i i think i only really knew that it was it was going that way because i'd watched the trailer so like i knew that there's a part where she 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 fully snaps (laughs) um i i will say i'm trying to remember what else was like there was like a another point i was gonna bring into it um oh a theme that i thought was kind of interesting is like the there's a running theme of people making assumptions about her like, there's the creepy mm-hmm. guy at the grocery store who at one point makes a comment where, like, it's very clear that he assumes she's a sex worker. Oh, uh, yeah. There's there's the, the there's the um, hardware store owner who assumes that she's in an abusive relationship. Uh, there's the police uh, and social workers who assume that she's an alcoholic. There's her mother who assumes that she's like going insane because of grief. Like there's all these people who see this woman in distress and their assumptions about it are all judgments of her. Damn. And that's, that's like a thing that I really liked in in the film is like the thing that kind of pushes her to be like, I am the only person who can do something about this is that all these people who encounter her and see her clearly in distress are all like very condescending to her or like even if they diagnose that she's in a bad situation like it's not just that they're wrong it's that they're like oh well like you know you should solve it <laughs> right yeah or or it's like such a simplification um where where like yeah people are just trying to kind of compartmentalize something so they can think about it in a certain way or like provide a certain type of advice yeah and and it even ties into like a there's a theme of like gaslighting to that too where it's like i don't don't know if you remember but when the uh the police are talking to her about her husband's death um they basically are like we're not investigating it anymore and i don't remember if it would have been at the point you had gotten but it's sort of revealed that the reason they're not investigating it is because oh we like your we your husband was a drug dealer and he died in a drug deal gone wrong uh, yeah. And she's very much like, that's not true. My husband was not a drug dealer. Uh, and even her own mother is like, your husband, like, he was nothing but a drug dealer. Like, that's what the police say. And then at the end of the film, when she's like confronting like the, the basically the crime boss, like, why did you kill my husband? Uh, he's literally like, oh, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, he witnessed us doing something that he shouldn't have witnessed us doing. So we killed him. Damn. Uh, that's really fucking and then, good and then he's like and i just used like you know like i have connections in the police department so i just used those and i told them that it was a drug deal that had gone wrong damn yeah no it's like i said it's like there's i definitely think the film has like pacing issues um and it's it's very disappointing that like because like i thought the direction it was going in until she murdered the the dealer was that it was going to be like this weird thing where like they team up to like get revenge or something on them. So I'm glad it wasn't because like it's much more interesting than the other way. But yeah, the, the film is a very weird pacing and that the first half of it feels very uh, woman in peril. And then the second half is very uh, woman like like a, a Laura Dern style character. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds much more interesting. I kind of wish I'd stuck it out uh, in retrospect, but yeah i don't know i don't know yeah it it happens there's there's plenty of films that i like got a little bit in and then i stopped watching them and then like later i hear about what happens to the rest of the film and i'm like oh i would have watched it if i knew that that was the payoff (laughs) (laughs) which that's like you know that's kind of another issue with uh the sort of like the sort of switch to uh streaming i guess it's like a lot easier to kind of incentivize yourself to drop out uh and uh kind of give up on something uh because like at the, you know at, at the time i was like giving it giving it my all but it was just shaping up to not be the type of movie that i wanted to 
not be the type of uh, movie that I wanted to watch. And, you know, maybe my assumptions were pretty, my, were wrong, but also my time is important to me and, you know, blah, yeah, blah, blah, no, blah, I, whatever. I, I think that's like a, like, the, that's definitely like a, a risk that I think is sort of not being considered with streaming. And it's sad because, of course, we all know that that risks, uh, payoff is going to be that like movie theaters are like well we don't care we have your money because <laughs> like i i have walked out of a very small handful of, of films that i've seen in theaters because it's right. very much so a thing of like well i spent the time and money getting here so even if it is like really boring and sucks i i want to mm-hmm. see it through i don't even want to go through the process of trying to get a refund like a movie has to be bad enough that i'm like i don't even want my money back um, but if it's like <laughs> yeah. streaming or like I'm watching it on my computer, it's so easy for me to just be like, this sucks. <laughs> One scene is boring. This sucks. I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, like when you're streaming at home, it's, it's easier to have things that are like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I could be like reading a book. <laughs> yeah. I could be, yeah. I could be looking at something else right now. I could be learning or uh, maybe playing Skyrim or <laughs> or doing anything. Yeah, but um, when when you're watching something at home, it's, you know, it, and that's that's maybe a condemnation of our, our millennial ADHD uh, dopamine stained brains. But I will say that yeah. I have sat through some fucking boring ass films in theaters because it's easier. <laughs> it's easy. When you're in a theater, it's like, well. Okay, I'll pay attention. But when you're watching something yeah. at home, it's really easy to just <laughs> look to your <laughs> left and be like, ah, another thing. <laughs> oh, other fixation. Uh, yeah, but um, did you have any other, uh, like, or I guess, did anything stand out to you about the movie that you, that you wanted to kind of highlight? Uh, I did really like the actress's performance. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely um she was definitely good doing a good like frantic performance throughout, you know, what I was what I was watching. I, I, I like that the children aren't are, are like an essential part of the story, but sort of wisely not foregrounded because it's really hard to get like strong performances out of children. <laughs> so I am glad <laughs> that the film sort of wisely has them there and has a lot of really cute scenes of her interacting that come off to me like they're probably like they probably were like okay like this kind of scene is going on so you know play with the actors like play, like actually like play with them like a like an older like woman would play with kids and stuff uh um, yeah and so like those make for these like really cute cute moments of like relief in between all the stress that's going on in her life is just scenes of her dressing up with the kids or scenes of her like laughing with them and it's and I like it because, like, it establish it does a good way. It's a smart way to, like, establish that, like, this is a mother who cares about her kids without trying to script it in a way where you then have to, like, well, what would a kid say in this scene? <laughs> and then you get, like, the really bad writing that a lot of children have in films. Yeah. And I, I think the presence, the presence of child is definitely, like, a kind of catalyzing factor for, uh, like just bad decisions. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't really like, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I guess I understood. I, the movie, the movie, like to that point, uh, when it, when like it made it clear that like the kid had done a bunch of drugs, uh, I was just like, um, man, like (laughs) that's just like really, you know, that's, that's just like, turning it up to 11 uh and and just like the the way that it kind of like escalates like around the kid i don't know it was like yeah i i do i do agree with you that like not centralizing like the kid's performance was definitely what made it more um definitely made it more tolerable though yeah no it Uh, it it helped. It it made the correct decision, which is you can do a film about uh, parents' relationships with the kids without having to necessarily foreground the kids in a way that uh, can really make or break a project. <laughs> uh, were there any like little moments that like stuck out to you out of uh, out of anything else? Um, I I am always weak 
for for scenes of women covered with blood, like blood on their face, acting hysterical. <laughs> so the scene of her dis like slowly dismembering a corpse, and like there's like a really great performance of her like holding the saw above the body and like looking at it, and like having to come to terms with what it is and then as she saws into it like just a bit she saws into it and the blood comes out just this like full body ralph (laughs) (laughs) like such a stellar performance like the whole film is really worth just the scene of watching her dismember a corpse in her bedroom and then frantically like clean the little bits of blood and stuff that got through because it's just like great full body acting of just like having fully committed to doing this, but every, like, incremental step of doing it, like, having to reface the horror of what she is doing, like, all over again. Is there anything that pops out that you would rather or not rather have spent your uh, streaming bucks on? Uh, I guess I'm glad I didn't use them to rent, like, Smoking Aces on on iTunes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that's, that's what I said is, like, it reminded me a lot of that era of film and kind of scratched the same itch those films used to do, but, like, Probably wouldn't anymore because, like, I would watch them now and I'd be like, wow, these are, like, dumb and, like, not interesting. Uh, But this movie was dumb and interesting, so. (laughs) (laughs) It was both for the price of one. That's a a great, that's a great deal, actually. Uh, And I am, I would have rather have spent my money, my streaming money. Uh... Let's say like uh let's say it's just like some stuff like some like things to do like home home repairs around the house. Like a hammer sure. and like a saw and like yeah. a room's worth of plastic wrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, gotta get the gotta get that uh gotta get it used. Yeah, gently used. Uh <laughs> Movies. 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 They're alright. <laughs> they're okay. They're whatever. Uh, I guess so. I guess I'll say uh, we. Like I said, we are doing two double features. So you've pro- the other one's probably already out. We also have a special third episode with a special guest that Brew is editing right now, which could very well be out. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, we can't promise that next month will be nearly as busy as this one is i guess into sort of the next month we're gonna be uh but we, we just watched a lot of movies this month because there was a lot yeah. that we were interested in uh and yeah. who knows what the future of cinema will be bad probably continuing to be just continuing to be bad i guess <laughs> just a constant descending of uh of quality uh, uh but yeah. until until absolute zero check us out on patreon uh, they get they get to see the episode every every three days early, and yeah. uh, we do a special Patreon exclusive thing for people who pay five dollars and up. Yep, uh, film critters throws it back. We do films of any era as voted on by uh, all of our patrons. So get in on that; it's really fun. Uh, we have fun doing it. I am Baru. I am Jay Bearhat. Bye. Bye.